Good evening. Swagtology. Today is November 5th, and the Cleveland Browns suck, and I'm sad. <clears throat> are, we, are we doing this? Are we doing this? I Yeah, we are, because this is a – I always love the, the fan therapy threads. Shout out Worldwide Wob, but he did not do one for the Browns. Disrespectful. Hurt double. Um, I had preached – for those listeners of the last episode, they, things were going to be different in the second half of the season. I was a staunch supporter of the second half of the season. Um, a team of any football team would have been happy to have the second half of the season that we have. And a, uh, yeah, I saw on Instagram stories, people that flew from Cleveland, shout out Pasquale and Dylan. They flew out to Denver, and after the game concluded, were literally lying in the street hoping to get run over. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think the only thing that I really can say in response to this uh, is, you know, you can't, you can't fix stupid. Right, that's that's what's going on here. You just can't fix stupid, and and that's a situation that we have in, in Cleveland with the head coach, and you know, you really can't word it any better than that. You just can't fix stupid, and that's what they are. They're just stupid. So then, is it the? I mean, Freddie last year when Freddie took over play calling. He did an awesome job. Is it now the fact that he is in control of much more than his play calling that's really screwing him up? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I think is it is it the more responsibility that he has is it getting to his head? Maybe it might be. It might be one of those things where he can't handle being a head coach. And you know, being a head coach is not for everybody. But you know, at the end of the day, you have to look at you know, you have to look at the mistakes that they've made. These aren't mistakes that they made last year. These aren't mistakes that they, um, you know, made years prior. They're making these stupid mistakes like they're in high school. And it's just, you know, yeah. like what like what happened between this year and last year that caused it? And, and it could be Freddie becoming a head coach. It could, it could be very simply as that. But ultimately, you know, it comes down to these position coaches and it comes down to all of this. So if Freddie's being the, the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach and the running back's coach and being everything, then he's just the moron. I, but, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I mean, can a head coach give up defensive play calling? He did, does, he take, does he do defensive play calling? I think it's honestly like game to game. Does, if he does defensive play calling, that explains so much about this team. But here's also the thing. It's like last year there's no way in hell that he would have had Nick Chubb on the sideline for a third down and short and a fourth and one. That just I, would never – that just never have happened. So something has now short-circuited in his brain. Look, maybe it's one of those things where it's like he's trying to he's trying to make plays so, you know, when Kareem Hunt shows up, you know, that's the play that Kareem Hunt goes in. You know what I mean? Maybe it's Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe it's just – I mean, I guess, but he's not fucking there. He's not. He look, 
at the end of the day, you have to look at you have to look at everything. You have to look at the whole body of work, and it's 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 Freddie as the head coach, it's Todd Monken as the offensive coordinator, and it's Steve Wilkes as the defensive coordinator. Now, Steve Wilkes is a hell of a defensive coordinator. If he's making calls, that's that's fine because their defense hasn't been terrible. Their defense really has not been. A well, Steve Wilkes has been, uh, in my opinion, great. I mean, let's let's take the. Um, since since I know that you watched this one snap for snap, when we played the Patriots, we had a where Baker pitched it, and that was really close to the red zone, and Chubb fumbled it in the red zone. So our offense put our defense with their heels against the end zone twice. You know what? No, I, I have the answer. I have the answer to all of these questions. I have the answer. Wilkes is head coach. No, I have. I literally have the answer for why you guys suck. Uh, oh, well, you, you gave me one reason. Give me another. It's Todd Monken. You think so? Where was Todd Monken last season? I'll answer it for you because you don't know off the top of your head. He was with Tampa Bay last season as their offensive coordinator. Who sucked in offense last season? But I still think that Freddie is doing a lot of the play calling no, for the right, offense. right, right. I'm not disputing that. I'm not going to dispute that at all. But it's just that, you know, Todd Monken's the offensive coordinator. And Freddie is also technically the offensive coordinator. Freddie brought in Todd Monken. Todd Monken sucks. Todd Monken should not be an offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay was terrible. Flat out terrible. Like, Jameis looked terrible, and now he actually looks good this year. He looks scrappy this year. He, he looks passable. Oh, most certainly passable. He looks, he looks passable, and that's what he was in years past. The last, the last three years when he had Todd Monken as his offensive coordinator – he looked passable. Does not look passable. He looked he looked passable now. He didn't look last year. And now and now Baker doesn't look passable. So, you know, there it is. So he brought in the uh, wrong offensive coordinator. Now Baker. Is, is it one of those things where Freddie can fire him? Yeah, absolutely. But they have they they have such big, massive problems. I I I truly believe the Cleveland Browns need need to get rid of Freddie. And they they won't. If they if they did not Monday morning, they won't this entire season. No, they won't. And they and they and they will be let for right three weeks. What? I'd be calling it eh, I, I think I think once they get eliminated from the playoffs I think he'll get fired. Okay. Well that's a different that's a different story. Um because you get the Bills this week and I I think that they're gonna lose. No offense. Well, I, I mean, there's no offense taken because I mean, Baker's out there looking like he's got two kids that he's paying child support for. It's nuts. Here's 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 where here's where they here's where I think they draw the line because this upcoming schedule for them is the Bills, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Steelers again, and then the Bengals. Okay, so at the rate that they're going as a team, they're going to go two. They're going to win two games, probably, maybe three. Maybe maybe they steal one against Pittsburgh. I don't know if it's stealing one against Pittsburgh, but yeah, I don't think the one at home would necessarily be stealing. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But it's like they're playing. They're playing a Thursday night on a short rest in, at home against the Steelers. I don't think. Uh, okay, well that changes things a little bit. That does change a lot of things. I think they might steal the one at Pittsburgh. Okay. Um. To me, if they can't beat the Arizona Cardinals, he gets fired. 
That's the third to last game of the year. Then you get the Ravens, and then you get the Bengals. If you can't, if you can't beat the Arizona Cardinals, you, he's going to get fired. The Cardinals have more wins than us. Cardinals do have more wins than you. Yeah, they do. They it 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 hurts your yeah. soul. I know it does. I know it hurts your soul. It hurts my soul. It's fun. It was fun during 0-16, and, and it was fun during 131 that I could make fun of them as, like, cathartic release because it was, like, a clown show. But when you actually have, like, oh, there's potential. Oh, they drafted – or they uh, they brought in Odell. Like, oh, Greedy Williams is actually pretty serviceable when he's healthy. Um, oh, Miles Garrett's, uh, you know, making another run in for a defensive player of the year. Like, right. nut, nuts. Nuts. So I'm going to get off of that um, so that people will get out of the streets. There are A, B rumors to be had. Yeah. uh, Making a return. One of the rumors is Philly. Philly doesn't want him. Philly doesn't want him. I actually don't think. Philly doesn't want him. The only reason why Philly would want him is because of uh, what's his name getting hurt. But, But I don't think Philly wants to open that can of worms. I mean, it's it's going to be a tight one for them down the rest of the season, but I think that he could be very serviceable in the NFC South. I think the, the Panthers. NFC I think, South. I think the Panthers should work for something, or if if Tampa Bay buys in, and I think they have bought in now, and saying, okay, well. Now we can have Mike Evans get some relieved pressure. Here's how we can do this. They're two and six, yeah, but still. They're two and six, and their schedule becomes they get the Cardinals this week, the Saints next week, the the Falcons the week after, and then they get the Jags, Colts, Lions, Texans, and Falcons again. Yes. That's know. rough. I think I that he could know. be extremely useful at the 49ers. But I don't know if they're, they're willing to give up anything or pay yeah. him for that matter. I don't think they are. I don't think they want to mess with the chemistry at the moment. Which don't don't disagree with. Um, if he can handle it, I think going back to the NFC East wouldn't be bad. I think going to Buffalo would be good. They're 6-2. and two. Buffalo doesn't want him. Buffalo, Buffalo right now is a good thing going. I don't think they want to add an uh, egotistical maniac. A good thing going? They could have a better thing going. Yeah, but they, they have a good thing going. I don't think they want to add an egotistical maniac. I think I think he would – I think – I think he could single-handedly topple Sean McDermott. And I don't think – I don't, I don't <laughs> think – I don't think the Buffalo front office wants that. And I think he could single-handedly do it. You know, I mean, for Christ's sake, he almost took down uh, Mike Mayock himself. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty uh, – that is a pretty um, hefty task to do. The only other one that I can think of where he would actually be pretty serviceable, especially in the next coming weeks, is Jacksonville. Um, they don't have – I mean, they're four and five. They've got Bowles possibly coming back. They haven't reported whether he is or isn't, but it's favorable that he will be. Right. Um, I don't see. I don't see why not. 
Um, I mean, uh, the why not is the obvious that he is a terrible person. Right. But for somebody that's willing to take a gamble, Look, I mean, they took a gamble on Gardner Mitchell. Here's the thing with him, right? Here's the thing with the person that we're talking about before we get to Gardner Mitchell and how disappointed I am. But <laughs> the thing about him is that he still has this investigation ongoing. There has been nothing coming out of this. There has been no word about how this is going. There's been no word about who they've spoken to, none of that. So that's the scary part, I think, for a lot of teams because I think that, you know, Antonio Brown is a once in a five year count, I'd say, right? Mm hmm. But there's been no, there's been nothing about how this investigation is going. And they don't, there hasn't been really a need to rush it. So I think teams have been in communication with the NFL and saying, hey, what's the situation here? And, you know, I think the NFL has been guiding them one way and saying, hey, lay off. Because I think, I think the Seahawks would have signed him. I, I absolutely do. I think the Seahawks would have signed him. I think right now, if, if they had the chance, I think the Ravens would sign him. I think the Ravens would totally sign him if they could. I think that the Seahawks made a very good decision. I think the Seahawks made a great decision. I think Josh Gordon could be a huge impact in that offense. I think that gives them, you know, they have a three-headed monster now with DK Metcalf, just, you know, coming out of nowhere. Oh, my God. He's been, he's been a monster. So And, and he – I mean – Let's let's be honest. DK Metcalf may be like he's up there with like most uh, like freak athletic human being. Like he's got a he's got a eighteen pack. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, um, they have an extremely good chance, even though they're on the road, to topple the Niners this week, next Monday night. I think they have an extremely good chance to do it because Josh Gordon will be present for that game. Uh, yes. Yes. I think I, I, Monday is going to be a lot of fun for everybody. Monday, Monday is going to be one of those days where, you know, we're all going to be sitting around. There's going to be college basketball. There's going to be basketball. There's going to be, there's going to be uh, hockey. We're all just going to be sitting around. And I, that rating is going to be massive because everyone's going to watch that. Everyone wants to know what the, what the 49ers really are. They're going up against an institution in, in Seattle that Pete Carroll has grown there. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's, that's just going to be a lot of fun. Yes. And we, we talked about Saints Texans um, a lot as being in an, an awesome Monday night football game. I sincerely believe that this is going to be the best one the best one that we'll get all season. Um, because if you look at the rest of the Monday night games, the only decent one that you had this, this year, in my opinion, thus far was we talked about saints Texans. Um, and we even gave a little bit of where's the Eagles at in here. The Eagles haven't played yet. I rescind that statement. Um, you've got now the Ravens and Rams. And the Colts and Saints. I think those are all going to be great games. Rest of them, I think they're pretty one-sided. So, yeah, uh, I, I think I think we're I think we're staring down the barrel of one of the better, if not best, Monday Night Football games we'll have this season. I think it's going to be the best Monday Night Football game we're going to have this season. Because usually, uh, usually Monday nights are the duds, right? That's where usually they are. Typically, uh, like next Monday's Chiefs Chargers. 
I, I, that doesn't really get me up. Oh, you mean we? You mean week eleven? Week eleven's week Chargers. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Rams Ravens. I think that one's gonna be good. That one could be good. Uh, Vikings Seahawks. That'll be good. Think the Seahawks are gonna take them through? Take take them to Pound Town. Giants Eagles is not gonna be fun. Colts Saints. That'll be a good one. I think that's gonna be a great one as well. Uh, Packers Vikings will be a good one. Ah, there's a there's a there's a bunch here at the end. There's a bunch here. Possibly is it um is it in Minnesota? It is in Minnesota. Okay, that's the only way that was going to be even remotely good of a game because if it was in Lambeau, they are just going to take a big poo poo down Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's one of these things where I I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. I refuse. I refuse. And I trust Aaron Riders a lot. I, I also – sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say I, 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 they're, they're interesting to me, right? They're interesting because they – because Rodgers clearly just called out his entire team with his most recent comments about all of them getting drunk the night before the game. They – he – I don't think they have an identity. I think they, I think they've gotten lucky in some games. I think they've just, you know, been on the back of Rogers. I just don't think they have a true identity. I think they need to figure out whether they're a defense first, like the Patriots, and then the offense just comes along, or if they're an offensive offense first and the defense is a is a passable one A. You know what I mean? I, th- I think they've got to be an offense first with a passable defense. I mean, their defense started off this season so incredible and then just folded like a house of cards around week four, week five. So it, it their defense is still, you know, very serviceable. Yes, their defense, their defense will, is very serviceable. Don't get me wrong about that. It's just I think that the Packers offense is one of those things where it's like if they have Jamal Williams and they have uh, – Who's the other guy that, that I'm playing on right now? Adams? Is it Adams? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Devontae Adams. No, 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 not the wide receiver, the other running back. Jones, uh, Matt Jones, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. Oh. I was close. I was there. Um, it's, you know, if, if, they're, if, they're, if they have a two-headed monster in the backfield, that offense is unstoppable because nobody knows what the hell they're going to do because both of them can run the ball. Both of them can catch passes out of the backfield. Right. That's, yes. Yes. That's, that's yes. The dream that the Patriots could have right now in Michelle, in Michelle and and uh, White. That's the dream that they want, but they just don't have it. And that's what the Packers do have. So that that alleviates a lot of the pressure off of the tight end, off of Devontae Adams, off of uh, Mercedes Vince Scandalous something, whatever the hell you spell his last name. <laughs> uh, a lot of vowels. A lot of vowels. A lot of vowels. And a V and a Z. It's I don't fucking know. Um, you know. That takes a lot of pressures off your wide receivers, which is what the Patriots would love to have in a, in a dream world because then all of your focus is on your good running backs. Your running backs will still get their due diligence and it still will do their job. It's just one of those things where it's like they, they've they been developing that week by week and it's starting to get a little bit better. And that's, if that's their offensive identity is through their running backs, it's a great offensive identity for them. Okay. Then the only thing that I want to – I mean, in case you have anything else in football, 
we got to pick week 10. We gave a temporary pick for now, but I want to see if we wanted to change it. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious one thing before we get to the pick. I'm curious what your thoughts are um, yeah. about the, the recent uh, uh, about the recent uh, news today that came out on November the 5th. Um, okay. You got Cam Newton going to the IR. You got Nick Foles starting next week. You have uh, someone else I think just got put on the IR. But those, but those two, those two, right? So you have Carolina basically saying we're 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 done with Cam. Yeah. Now, when you say done with Cam, do you mean for the season or forever? <clears throat> I'm saying forever. I think I, I'm saying Cam Newton will play for a different team in 2020. Okay. I definitely do not. I mean, I I would not disagree with that at all. Would not put it past them. Um, I think we're I think we're finding out more that one of the most important things for an for a team is a competent offensive coordinator. I mean and that sounds really stupid to say and it sounded stupid coming out, but it's more along the lines of a competent offensive coordinator can change the scheme to fit the quarterback. Right. I think you're trying to put a square quarterback and putting it into a round hole that is the offensive coordinator, but the offensive coordinator should be able to adapt and to mold and to adjust based on the cards that they're dealt. And a lot of them, frankly, don't do that. Right. They don't. They do not. Um, And it seems that the Panthers have done that because I think that Kyle Allen's been fine, just like Andy Reid and his offensive coordinator have been able to um, fluctuate over to Matt Moore, who was – for the Dolphins, and then out of the league last season. Right. That's, that's just being competent. Now, their O-lines are always, you know, very serviceable, but uh, unlike, yeah. unlike the Jets, ricochet shot. <laughs> I like it. Okay, I so like it. so what about, um, what about Nine Inch Nick? I get it. I get it. All right? I get it. I get it why you want to bring him back. I get it. For me, it's one of those things where it's like, aren't the Jaguars still in contention for the playoffs? I mean, they're, what, four and five? I think so. So, it's – I get it. It's one of those things where it's like you want to see what you're, you know – But they got a richly, bye week this week. Their richly paid quarterback can do because he, you know, left after one snap. But he didn't look good before that. No. Like, he didn't look good week one and then got hurt against the – or, right? No, he didn't – like, it was – was it against the Chiefs that he got hurt? Um, I do not remember. Was it week Let's one see. or was it against the – or was it week two? I think it was one, right? <clears throat> but anyway, he didn't look good before that. It's game one. Yeah, he didn't look good. And then and then they brought in Minshew, and Minshew looked okay, and then he, and then he knocked off – and then he, you know, almost took down the Texans. So it's like – you know, I don't think that offense is fully unlocked under him, but it's one of those things where it's like they they look good week to week, right? They look good. They had a they they had a clunker against the Texans last week in London, but okay. you know, they got this bye week. Then they get the Colts, the Titans, the Bucks, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Colts again. So it's like they're going to a tough part of their schedule, and you know, yes, I don't know if bringing in a new quarterback necessarily would help it, but. 
would I mean, let's be real here. They're bringing in a much more competent quarterback. And I only say that strictly based on experience. Okay. I think Gardner, I think Gardner for given the limited, and by limited, I mean none, experience that he has, he's done awesome. And I think that if he wants to stay a backup, he can do that. I think he even has the chance to jump ship soon after this performance. Look, look, now, I got a fiery, fiery take when it comes to his future, but I don't want to make it yet. I don't, his, I don't want to make it yet, his, but I have a fiery take. That fourth quarter performance is going to stick in the back of that of Mar- or whatever his name is mind. It's going to stick in the back of his brain. Coughlin? Yes. Yeah. And that's definitely not going to help. They're going into a bye, and then they're coming out against Indiana at Indiana. Right. Which is I still don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to win, no matter who they play. I don't think so either. Because I think Indiana's got a cakewalk this week. Okay. They got the Dolphins at home. Yeah. Mid-November, four oh five start. Frigid. It's going to get dark in the middle of the game. Yep. Yeah. I, I I think in regards to this week, I think we have really – I think we've got two, maybe three choices to make. Um, I think Indiana's a great pick against Miami. Yeah, I agree. Um, because they're coming off a loss. They're not going to be happy about it. Yep. Um. I think we've got Green Bay because it's at home as well, but it's a 425 start um, against Carolina. Interesting. Um, because that's the one that we've already tentatively picked. And then the other one, I think, is the Rams. But the problem is the Rams are going to Pittsburgh. Can I, can I throw another one at you and see what you, how you feel about this? So they're losing three hours right. now. I mean, if you travel, if they're already there, then that doesn't. I want to. I want to. I want to shove out two names to you, and I want to see what you think about them. Okay. Okay. I mean, there are really only a couple games that I want to stay away from, or we have to stay away from. Fair. Fair. I just want to. I want to throw out two names. And I want to see what you said. Okay. Sure. First one is the Saints. Okay. Saints at home against the Falcons. Okay. The other one is the, the other one is the New York Football Giants. Okay, they're at, on the road. They're on the road in quotes against the Jets. Um, I would have been all in on the Saints if we didn't take them Week One. We took them Week One. We took them Week One. Wow. So I would have already smashed that game because it is going to be a slam dunk cakewalk. That, those that boys. is wild of us. Interesting choice. All right. I mean, that's like the only like. <laughs> they're, they're, out of all the weeks, I think we've only taken like three above five hundred teams. Yeah, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Saints. Mm-hmm. Well, I apologize. The Ravens are also above five hundred. Yeah. So think about that. Literally half the teams that we've picked above five hundred. Yeah. Well, there's another pick that we missed in there somewhere because they must have a bye week. Who's got a bye week? Jacksonville and who else? The hmm. Patriots. The Eagles. Ah, we taken the Eagles. That was it. Yep. That was uh, week five, I believe. I believe so too. It, it was. It was. They had a cakewalk that week. Yeah. I think it was. They were playing either the Dolphins or the Redskins. Yeah, um, probably. That sounds about right. I. New Orleans off the board. 
I don't know if I trust Danny Dimes. Frankly, I don't know if I can trust Aaron Rodgers because of I did not know that he was calling teammates out. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I think that Indianapolis has got a get-right game. Yeah, I agree. Um, man, I wish we had New Orleans. That'd be so fun. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Uh, okay, let's see here. Do you remember the text that I sent you about how many teams were left, or did we talk about how many teams you, were left? Already? We talked about it, but it was one of those things where it was like three people had Dallas yesterday, and we needed Danny Dimes to do something, and the Danny Dimes didn't. I think we okay. I think we verbally spoke about it. I think we yeah, we verbally spoke about it. We did not text about it. Fifty two. Through week nine, fifty two remain. Interesting. And I wish I, I wish this I wish this allowed me to see who locked in who right. already. Um, honestly, there have not been as many New Orleans picked as I thought. There will be a lot on New Orleans this week. On this week, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean and rightfully so. I think they're gonna have a great game. Um, a lot of people have already taken the Ravens. Who yeah. have a cakewalk against the Bengals? We're a lot of people. people. Have, that we have. Um, a lot of people have taken Dallas already. Who's got, you know, an iffy, iffy game? I think against um, against the Vikings. I would not have picked that. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, that's a, a lot of people took Dallas within the first three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be really heavy where it was at. Um, Chargers must have had a cakewalk week four because it's overwhelmingly Chargers. Um, but that's not good for people. I mean, considering that the, um, considering that I think that the, you know, or no, sorry. Yeah. Well, the Chargers face Oakland. So that seems doable too. Mm -hmm. Kansas city has been picked through and through. So this is where people are really going to have to scrap. I I do think you'll see a lot of new Orleans this week. Um, I think you'll see a lot of Indy this week too. I agree with that. Um, which I think is I think is a good choice because there haven't been a ton of people that have been on the indie train any of these weeks, but they're gonna have to be. They are gonna have to be. They are. They really are gonna have to be. I think I think people lost a few of them because of indie. Yeah, indie lost in week four, and that knocked a good chunk of people out. There was at least twenty five, thirty people that took them in week four. Yeah. Okay, um, so your final choice. Uh, I, we, think, we I, think Indy, I think Indy, I think we cannot Indy's play. The, Indy's, the, Indy's the obvious choice here. Uh, and I have an obvious choice as well for week 11. Four. Well... Unfortunately, we don't have the Niners because they're playing the Cardinals at home. Correct. Um, but a team that we do have left, it's really – we have the Rams at home against Chicago. 
I like that. You have Kansas City on the road at the Chargers. I don't like that. Really? I don't like that. Philip Rivers is having his 13th kid. He's going to be out. I don't like that. <laughs> okay. And I think you have New England. And I don't like that either. So you really only like the Rams? I really only – well, what about the Raiders? Uh, Raiders at home against Cincinnati. That's not bad. Um, I didn't see this one either. The Vikings are at home against Denver. That's not bad either. Okay. Detro- or Dallas is on the road in Detroit. I don't, I don't hate that. I personally don't hate that. Okay. Well, I think we've got- I don't like it. I don't like it, but I don't hate it. <laughs> we also we also have the Panthers against the Falcons. Hold on, we're we're wide open this week. Okay, hot damn, we're wide open this week. We're, uh, I'm, I can't I can't claim any victories, or we will we will die. Uh, yeah, we will. Now I do have some great, just astounding NFL talk. Um, but what I want to get to now, because I'm so excited about it, you know, well, actually, you'll be at work tonight when this happens, but you'll probably be creating graphics for it is we get our first um, CFP ranking released. Yes, and so I have, a, I have a scorching hot take, and this is my personal anti, anti-this team uh, vendetta against this for this reasons. But I, I think, for me, it, it makes sense. Okay. And, and people are going to be like, well, this and this and this, and I get it. But it's one of those things where it's like, this is going to make sense in some cases and not sense in other cases. That's where I'm going to preface this beginning, okay? Sure. My first, my top four right now are LSU, OSU, Alabama, Clemson. That's my top four. I think that's everybody's top four. I think it's pretty unanimous, to be honest with you. I think the only the only thing that could change is probably OSU and LSU could flip. And that's where I have them at. I have them flipping. Um, I have them flipping. But that that top four seems pretty unanimous to me. Now I've heard people say Penn State should be four over Clemson. I've heard like Georgia should be four over Clemson. I've heard Oregon should be four over Clemson. Clemson, Clemson is going to get the four spot because it's Clemson. They won a national title and they're undefeated. Yes. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Uh, the next four, next three to me are very this – is, this is where I'm going to piss some people off. And I get it. And I'm fine with it. This is where I'm going to piss some people off. Okay. My next four are Georgia, Oregon, and Penn State in that order. Georgia, Oregon, Penn State. I think – I think that a lot of people would have probably had Georgia at seven. I think a lot of people would have had Georgia, Georgia at seven too. I think so. But I think we have to look at Georgia's entire body of work for me. And Georgia's beaten a good Notre Dame team at home. They've beaten uh, a good Florida team on the road or in that neutral site place. And they still have uh, Auburn. They still have Texas A&M left on their schedule. I've got, I've got a similar. I've got Oregon, Georgia, then Penn State. I mean, I don't know why Penn State fans are whining. This is going to be the highest they're ranked this season because by the time the season's over, they're going to be out in the wash. Penn State's confusing to me. Penn State is very confusing to me because Penn State apparently has the second like best record, like strength of record or whatever. Okay. And it's like, congratulations, you beat a Michigan team that has sort of, I guess, kind of gotten their act together, I guess. Um, I and Iowa. And Iowa. Like, that's, that's, those are your best wins. 
Now, do you want to say that you beat Idaho by 70 points? Is that your best win? That's an embarrassing win. Do you want to say that you beat Maryland by 59 points? That's also an embarrassing win. You, you almost lost to Penn State at home. You almost lost to Pitt at home. Yep. And then you have Purdue on your schedule who stinks. You have Michigan State on your schedule who stinks. And now you're getting to the meat and cheese of your, of your schedule with Minnesota and Ohio State two of the next three weeks. Yes, and I think that they are going to lose one of those, and so it doesn't matter. I think they're losing both of them. Whether it's Minnesota or Ohio State, it doesn't matter. So I think wherever you go, you can put them five, you can put them six, you can put them seven. It just doesn't matter to me. And maybe like maybe I should think about this week and focus on this week, but really doesn't matter where you put them. I got them at seven. Uh, the, so the only reason why I have Oregon and Georgia ahead of them is because Georgia's played better teams than Penn State. Far better. Far better. And I think Oregon has played better teams that Penn State has. And Oregon has lost, has really should have won that Auburn game. If Oregon won that Auburn game, they're a top four team. They could have been back. Oregon, Oregon would be a top four team right now if they, uh, if they beat uh, Auburn. I think Clemson's a five. If Oregon beats Auburn, Clemson's a five. Or do you think that they would have been the five simply because Clemson's Clemson? Uh, I think. No, I think I think Oregon would have been the four. If they beat Auburn okay. and Auburn continues to play the way Auburn has, which has been like pretty good yeah. to, to you know to contending. Absolutely, they're ahead of they're they're ahead of they're ahead of uh, they're ahead of uh, Clemson. Our our sweet sweet prince, I think I think we might have to put this back to bed. Um, I think I might unfortunately have to seed a loss. We had predicted the Washington State Cougars record. What did we what did we say at the beginning of this? I had them eight, you had them seven. And they are currently four. four. We're at four right now with them. They won their first three. Lost their four through six. One number seven, lost number eight. Three of their losses come to ranked teams. Utah, Arizona State, Oregon. All 20 organizations. Respectable. Their loss to UCLA, 76, or excuse me, 67 to 63, was not reputable. Right. They've got California, Stanford, Oregon State and Washington. None of the excuse me, none of these teams are ranked. Neither is Washington State. I think I think they lose to Cal, and I think that's it. So then you would be right because they have to win out for me to be right. Correct. <laughs> they, I, I think, I think they, I think they either lose to Cal or they lose to Washington. I was, we, we literally had it come down to Washington because I thought they beat Washington. You thought they'd lose to Washington. Yeah. That was what it came down to because I think we had Utah, Arizona State, Oregon, and Cal as their losses. Yes. I went to buy one of those Mike Leach candles and I couldn't find one. Those candles of Mike Leach, the adoration candles. I like it. I like it. I think that's that's the right right move. Uh, I'll light it when they shit the bed the rest of the season and don't even make a bowl game in remembrance of them. Yikes. 
the Ian title. Well, they're, they're easily going to make a bowl game because, I mean, if, if either of us are right that they get to seven or they get to eight, then they'll just, you know, solidify themselves in a much better bowl game than, um, than you know, just a season 16. So, okay, I wanted to just take very quick in memoriam for that because that is pretty sad. And do you have anything else on college football? I mean, yes. Yes. Good. So, uh, first of all, uh, if you haven't seen the HBO, you know, a week with the team things that they do, I'm not. outstanding television. Okay. They do it with Florida, Arizona State, uh, Penn State, and uh, Washington State. Outstanding television. Outstanding television. I can't say that enough. Outstanding. Uh, so that's that's one thing because then you get inside the the Washington State program and, and that's just a hilarious. That's hilarious. Like every Friday before home games, they go to a movie. It's great. Going to a movie with Mike Leach is great. Anyway, so it depends on what type of movie. That's fair. like I would like to go to a. I would like to go see a war movie, like. Watching it. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. There's only one answer to this. There's only one answer. Only one. I want to pay thousands of dollars I already like where to sit in a movie theater by myself with Mike Leach watching National Treasure 1 and 2. Mm. That is the only answer. Mm. You can throw Braveheart at me. You can throw all of these different things. The only answer to me is national track. I, I mean, I I would not have thrown Braveheart out there. I would have thrown out Inglorious Bastards. Um, Ooh, that's another goal. That's another yeah, hell, man, I'm all in for some some Nicholas Cage conspiracy theories with him after. I'm I'm down to, I'm down to clown with that one. Um, but with, what I wanted to bring up was I think that we have an um I think that we have an incorrect leaderboard for the Heisman. Uh, interesting. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this. I mean, it's... And I don't think I agree with it, but I think at the same time I do, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I just like Jalen Hurts in this category better than um, better than um, Joe Burrow. Let's see. Hurts is going to be 300... He's 300 yards away from a personal record. He's going to get that within two weeks, and then he still has two more weeks to absolutely just demolish on top of it. Um, let's see. Yeah, I. depending upon how this week shakes out, Oklahoma, Oklahoma is very excited for LSU to play Alabama. So that they can, yes. so that they can now say, "Oh, look who else has one loss." We're back, baby. Um, because if they continue to roll, then they will be in that. And I personally think that if Oklahoma hadn't lost that stupid game um, to Kansas State, they, they would have gotten in there ahead of Clemson. Uh, I would agree with that because I would agree with that. while they don't have a much better resume, it is still better. So. I agree with that. At home, they've been outscoring their opponents 226 to 75. Um, I will say, Joe Burrow having 
just a hair under an 80% completion percentage is absolutely bananas. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yep. If you're Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State can't be too mad because people have got Justin Fields in the top five for this too. Right. I like Chase Young as a Heisman candidate better than I like Justin Fields, but it has become, I agree with that. It has become a QB QB race, and I understand that. I mean, if Justin Fields had shit the bed, then Ohio State would be really sad at the moment. But Justin Fields has stepped into the role much better than I anticipated. So I don't think that they're too angry with their first-year quarterback being fourth in Heisman voting, whereas the quarterback that they lost currently being number one. So I, I guess I guess what it comes down to, in my opinion, this Heisman race will come down to LSU-Alabama. If if LSU wins, then I will flip the script. I will flip it. Joe Burrow deserves it wholeheartedly. I'm sticking with Jalen. I don't think Tua gets it either way for me. I think uh, I think you're right. I, I think that uh, Chase Young is a better representative for Ohio State than than Justin Fields. Um, but I would say. That uh, right now, right now to me, Joe Burrow's the front runner. Joe Joe Burrow, what he's done at LSU this year has just been phenomenal, borderline incomprehensible. Um, I think, I think he can have. I think he. I think he can have a good game, and they still lose against Alabama. I think he is probably, in my opinion, he's probably the only one lost quarterback that could actually win the Heisman. Okay. I think I think he's probably the only one last quarterback that can win the Heisman. I think uh, if Tua decides to have his like uh, you know Jordan flu game against LSU, he immediately, he immediately becomes a front runner. Yes, I, I do think that he will. Um, the only way that he doesn't become the front runner if they win is if they barely squeak by. Yeah, if it's like a twenty three twenty final. Yeah. 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 That's the only way he doesn't become the front runner after this. But no. um, look, sorry. No, 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 no. But I'm just I, I was I was gonna more point towards the fact that, you know, we're we're looking at everything and everybody and how they uh have brought what they brought to the table. And uh right now Joe Burrow has been living up to expectations and exceeding them. Tua's been barely under. Trevor Lawrence has been a massive disappointment because his expectations were so high. Um and I think I think Joe Burrow is the dark horse in this because Joe. I mean, not not Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence is the dark horse in this because Trevor Lawrence. Let's let's be perfectly honest right now. Clemson's schedule is an absolute dumpster fire, right? Dumpster fire. They had a really important off week this week, and then they go back to the drawing board. They go back to the drawing board this week. Uh, they go back to they go back on the field this week where they play NC State. They play uh, uh, a good way, a very good Wake Forest team. And then South Carolina. If he if he you know breaks out of his shell and does something like Joe Burrow esque in the last three weeks, he's right back up in that conversation. Right back up in it, regardless of how the other quarterbacks play. So that's no. just, it's a pitch for Trevor Lawrence. 
And Trevor Lawrence is an outside shot. And the only reason why he's still not in the conversation is just because our expectations for Clemson this year were so super stupid high. And yet they've been like 8-0 and their closest, you know, game so far has been to North Carolina. Yes. Yes. I, 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 and they, could, I mean, they also beat a good Texas A&M team. Like, Texas A&M is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so given, let's take these top four or five, you know, Burrow, Tua, Hertz, Fields, and Chase Young, I don't think I'll leave. But I think the other four are going to leave. Uh, I think Chase Young, I think Chase Young will go. I think Joe Burrow has to go, right? No. I think Burrow has one more year of eligibility, I believe. Okay. Okay. I think Tua has to go. I don't know. Clearly, no, I'm wrong Tua, on these. Tua, Tua, Tua has two more years of eligibility. They should both be going. They, they should they be probably will. I think out of all of them, I think Chase Young, I think Joe Burrow probably has the best chance out of all of them to come back. And I, if, I if, think they. I think he. I think he has one more year. He graduated. Uh, yeah, I think he has two more years. That I think. He, I think he can't have two more years. Depending upon who gets the first pick, will to me depend upon if Burrow or Chase Young gets selected first. Because if it's the Redskins that get the first pick, they're going Chase Young. They tr- they want Dwayne Haskins, but now they want to get him some help. Well, on the other side of the ball, um, they just want some. They're not going to take another quarterback. The Bengals are going to take a quarterback. Yep. Um, where am I? The Dolphins, even though they got their second win, I just don't think they trust Rosen in the slightest anymore. Uh, I don't know why. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow has to graduate this year. Okay. I apologize. Last year, last year was his. Uh, last year was his. He had another year of eligibility, and that's this year. What a swan song this kid's having yeah, now. From, from like in, entering the transfer portal, panicked to now cool, calm, collected, and in my mind, number one for the Heisman, but by America, number two. So, um, I, I just think that it's a, a tankathon or entangathon. And the Dolphins are dumb. The Dolphins are so dumb. Dolphins are going to get Chase Young with, first, with whatever pick they get, right? The Bengals are probably going to get a quarterback. The uh, they're they're winless. The Redskins aren't going to get a quarterback because they have one. They no, might get what? Chase Young, but they're probably going to go for an offensive lineman, or they're probably going to go for Jerry Judy. Uh, I, I really think that the Dolphins are going to go for Chase Young. Jerry Judy is so awesome. He's so He's good. So- He's so good at catch ball. I love it. But wait, no, the Bengals are gonna. Uh, ba- no, you're right. The Bengals are gonna take a quarterback with the first pick. No, there's no they, shot that they're not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly they right. shouldn't. I think they should probably, you know, try to find like another weapon there because I think AJ Green's gone. They don't have anybody else outside of Joe Mixon. They should probably go after Jerry Judy, in my opinion. And give it okay. to, and give the keys of the car to Ryan Finley, or just keep the Andy Dalton, like I said they should. <laughs> um, but uh, they're they're gonna go for a quarterback. They they're they're just going to. They're gonna be stupid. They're probably honestly, if if I'm them, I'm taking Joe Burrow with my with the pick. He's an Ohio kid. He gets it. He understands the 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 the, the role of playing in Ohio. He gets it. If I yes. if I'm the, if I'm the Bengals, 
I'm not taking Tua. I'm taking Joe Burrow. <laughs> and I do not disagree. And then, uh, I hire, and then I hire Brady to be my offensive coordinator. No. Oh, no. Help Zach Taylor immensely. Ooh. How dangerous would that be? You got Zach Taylor, who is the quarterback coach for Jared Goff. Then you got Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. Never mind. I, I want to apologize to Zach. I mixed him up with Zach Smith oh, and was Lord. so confused. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I was like, why are, we doing, why are we doing a little – why are we doing this talk? That talk was unnecessary. But you weren't. You weren't. Um, I wanted to take a quick pivot. Did you see um, ESPN releasing their top 10 greatest games in college football history? I did see this. I did see this, and I was going to do some reading on this, and then I slept till 3 o'clock this afternoon. So I did not get to do any reading on this. Um, Good. We're coming, in, we're coming in hot because I'm angry. Oh, okay. I think I know why, but I, I need to – Anymore. Okay, that's fine. Um, they have Appalachian State, Michigan, number three. All time. Yes. Every college game ever played, they think that this is the greatest. Top three greatest. I think when, I think when you say the word greatest, that they're confusing it with entertaining or they're confusing it with an upset. Just because it's a massive upset doesn't make it great. I'm like that actually blows my mind. There are a couple on here. My that, entire argument to that is that the, the, we're talking about iconic moments, right? We're talking about iconic moments in college football. You're telling me that, I mean, that the blocked field goal at the end of the game is not an iconic, one of the most iconic moments in college football. This is this is not top ten most iconic moments. That's what this is. That's this exactly is top what this 10. is. This is top 10 greatest games. No, that's not true. No, that's not true at all because this is iconic moments. Because if that's, if, it, if we're talking greatest games here of all time, Doug Flutie's not four. The Doug Flutie game is not four. We're talking about iconic moments here. Well, then why didn't they title it iconic moments, Matthew? To get people like you all riled up. They succeeded. Hook, line, sinker. Exactly. Because. If we're talking greatest games, I'm talking holistically here. If we're I talking, think, like, what, what, what isn't on this list that you would throw up there? Or how would you reorder this list? Because personally, I think that the Michigan game is fine where it is because that is, that is honestly one of the greatest upsets in college football history. I'm fine with Appalachian State and Michigan being in the top ten. Okay. I am not fine with it number three. It's got to be like nine be number three. What would you rather be number three? Um, the fact that Texas USC is seven. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you would go there. Okay, here's a, here's another one that didn't take even your, make. Please, please take, the, please take your Texas bias out of it. That's fine. Here's another one for the a Penn team State, that the Penn State Miami and the Convict versus Catholics are better than both of those games. I'll admit that. I well, Catholics versus Convicts honestly could be number one, and I wouldn't blink an eye at it. Wouldn't wouldn't even blink an nah, eye at it. Honestly, honestly, the more that I know about this Nebraska Oklahoma game, where there was eight hundred and twenty nine of total offense for both teams, yeah, no. Okay, well, if we're talking about just an offensive juggernaut, then where is twenty sixteen Mayfield versus Mahomes? 
That's not a rivalry up, game. They put up what? Like it's not a rivalry game though. Nebraska Oklahoma is the great is is the oldest rivalry in college football that has not played a game in, you know, fifteen years. I was gonna say, you're you're telling me that that Oklahoma Nebraska is a greater rivalry than Michigan Ohio State. It was. It's it was an early college football. It absolutely was an early college football. Uh, it absolutely was an early college football. I also think that I need you. I need the, you to take your millennial hat off for a minute. That's fine. I'm happy to let these classic because I do think that a lot of people have recency bias, and I'm happy to give credit to iconic older games where they're deserved. Another one that I don't think got any, I think it was like in the teens here on this list. I didn't scroll down to see it, but I think the 2002 BCS national championship, Miami, Ohio state could have easily made this top 10 because I, I guess where it changes for me and where you and I disagree, the biggest here is the greatest versus iconic thing. Um, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I am I'm happy to that's, that's really what this list is, right? It's more iconic than the greatest because we're talking about games that happened in the seventies and eighties. You and I were not even an I were not even a thought. Bingo. So, yes. Well, so, if it's most iconic, then probably Doug Flutie should be number one. Doug Flutie should not be that's, number one. No. I'm no. saying for iconic because that's every time you see no, them, I'm still like, saying no. Watch it. watch it. When they do at nine PM tonight, when they release They'll do a montage of great college, greatest college football moments. That is sure as shit going to be in that montage. I, I need you. I need you to get your millennial ass out of your head and just just embrace college football for the history of college football. It's, that's what this is. That's what this celebration is because it's college football 150. It's not college football 20. It's not the last 20 years. So get your head out of your ass. Understand that college football has been around forever. And there have been great games that have lasted the history of time. And because you weren't alive to see it, you are, you're not happy that it's there. Boom. If somebody was born from 1980 to 1997, that's considered a millennial. That means yeah. that all all of these games are almost all millennials. So I'm happy to I'm happy to keep my hat on. 59, 73, there's like three of them. I couldn't even I couldn't even say Notre Dame, Alabama in seventy three. There's, there's more than there's Notre like eight of them in here that are like from pre nineteen eighty. In fact, by me advocating for Texas USC, that's my millennial hat's off even farther, frankly. No, it's not because you were alive for it. Because you actually remember that game. You, like the rest of everybody our age, understands that game. You have somebody who was like five years younger than us, they'd be like, isn't Vince Young the guy that like sucked? Um, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. Um, Jeff Fisher ruined him. Let's let's call a spade a spade here. Tennessee ruins quarterbacks. I said it. Tennessee ruined Jamarcus. Ru- no, I'm sorry, not Jamarcus Russell. That was the Raiders. Jamarcus Jamarcus Russell ruined Jamarcus Russell. Tennessee ruined Vince Young. Tennessee ruined Tennessee ruined Mark Mariota. 
Yeah, I was gonna say Demarcus. <laughs> Demarcus Russell ruined Demarcus Russell. Let's just let's just call let's just call a heart a heart here. Come on. I completely agree. Now there was another submission, which I don't remember. There was a submission in my DMs. I don't remember this game being played. Was Oklahoma Boise State in the Tostitos Bowl? I don't remember it. You don't remember I had to go game? watch. I had to go watch some highlights. That was that was the Statue of Liberty game. Um, that was the Statue of Liberty game. That was that was that was a pretty that was a pretty good one. That was a good one. Okay, that's it. That it's nineteen on this list where it, it, it's probably a little too low, but that was also because they also put you know the Auburn Alabama game when the punt the kickout return for a touchdown. Uh, where's, where's Auburn Alabama on that one? They're not 18, in either of these. Eighteen. Hey, that's the kick six is iconic as hell. The kick six is iconic, I, absolutely. But you got, like, games from, like, 1924, 1928, uh, during, like, the Notre Dame-Army rivalry that existed. And you got the 1957. Yeah. Like, you got older games in there, which, like, I get. But it's, I, like, don't really need, I don't really need highlights from when Judas Iscariot played football. Um, excuse me. Don't talk badly of the people Baghdad, okay? <laughs> okay. The 17 is where we got the four horsemen in the apocalypse. So I need you to get your head out of your ass. I, I, that one could be ranked higher for me, too. People do not respect good linemen anymore. True. But they will respect Chase Young. All right. Uh, so before before we wrap this up, because we have to, I have to start wrapping this up. Unfortunately for us, it's understandable. Uh, I I have two I have two bold predictions for the weekend. Two very bold predictions. Okay. Two undefeated teams will lose. You get the joke. I'll wait for it. You get the joke. Um. No, you do not. There's two teams. There are two teams that are undefeated. There's two games where undefeated teams are playing each other. That was the joke. Hot. That takes hot as hell. Uh, I have I have Alabama and Penn State losing this weekend. Okay. So if Alabama loses this weekend, then they're going to lose to LSU and be out. Or no, this week's LSU week. What am I thinking? Yeah, I need you. I need you to get your head out of your end. Oh, uh, it's it's up there. Yeah, up there. very clearly. Yeah, I have uh, I have Penn State and Al- and Alabama losing this weekend. Um, and uh, and that's that's it. I think uh, I have I have my 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 bookie can even even attest to this. Bookie Greg, Greg Parkett, wonderful man, wonderful man. Uh, I have put my house and everything that I own on LSU this weekend. Oh, okay. Okay. They're six and a half point dogs. That's just too high, first of all. I get that the game's in Alabama, but, you know, we're talking about an LSU offense that hasn't existed since before Les Miles. We're also talking about an LSU defense that hasn't existed since since, uh, the Honey Badger was there. Like, six and a half is too high for LSU. Too many points. Okay. Well, before I let you go, there's only one last thing that I wanted to bring up. Tonight, 
we get the return of Balancesto. That was Spanish. Kansas Duke, three versus four. To, to start you, and then to cleanse your palate, you get one and two Michigan State, Kentucky. And beyond stack start to your college basketball season. Yeah. Yep. It is, it is a very good start to the college basketball season. I'm excited. Um, I've got Duke. I don't know. I don't, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know enough about these teams yet to know who to pick. Uh, and if, I'm going, if I'm going coach alone, I'm absolutely picking Duke. I'm absolutely picking Michigan State. But it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know enough about any of these teams. I just don't. I'm only picking Michigan State because historically, you can look up like the last four or five seasons, Kentucky's gotten a really poor start to seasons. That's usually how it goes for Kentucky, though. Yeah, no, and that's yeah, fine. I'm that's I'm just saying in this game. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on board for that. Uh, cool, 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 cool. I have a, uh, you know, I, uh, I want to shout out uh, the Dayton Flyers as they start their season on Saturday. And uh, according to according to uh, Greg Parfit, bookie Greg, he has uh, put down a fifteen dollar wager on them to win the national title. It would pay him eighteen hundred dollars. I mean, the payout's worth it, but he 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 knows that he could have gotten a case of nanny for that, and he chose not to. And he chose to instead uh, give money to the Dayton cause and. Uh, the Vegas, the Vegas. I believe in them. I believe in Obi Toppin. I believe in nobody else. Sure. Sure. Other than um, that, um, you're going to have an amazing day at work because of everything that's going on. I think it's pretty sweet. I'll I got a full. I got a full day tonight. I got a full night tonight. That's what. That's that's for sure. It's going to start. It's going to start with a barn burner at a Bridgeport, Connecticut, with uh, the Fairfield Stags taking on Bucknell. Woo! Barn burner, barn burner. If you if you if you know anything about me, you're taking Fairfield plus four and a half. You're mashing Fairfield four and a half. You're mashing Fairfield to win. You're just doing that all day long. My last question for you: Did you make the Skip Bayless on the cat? I didn't know. So that was Shannon Sharp. First of all, why did I say oh? Because I said Skip, and my I brain. Found it. My I brain found it. Skip. I found it. You want to know? It's really funny. Didn't he tweet it? He found it from the man himself. Yeah. I'll say Shannon Sharp is incredible at the Twitter machine. His his tweet his tweet about it was the funniest thing I've ever read. Literally just goes in all capital letters. I need to I need to preface this. All capital letters. <laughs> Who did this to me and why? <laughs> I like it because he'll do stuff like that and then toss like ten crying emojis at the end. Yep. So yep. you know he thinks it's funny as hell. And that's a good I like I like it when celebrities like that, and especially people in sports media, they get it and they can run with it. Like he knows that nobody meant malice with that in the slightest, and he's yeah. able to actually intake a joke and enjoy it. And so that's yeah. why I always hated the player of Shannon Sharp because I'm a Browns fan. Uh, but I sure. I have loved the man that gets in arguments with Skip Bayless every day. True, true. Um, so quick shout out to him. Uh, quick shout out! You, as you said, the full slate. It just got fuller. Guess what's on tonight? And we're bringing it back. We're bringing back the fun. Not top ten? No. Um, 
It's a Tuesday night, and there's only one answer. Something with Scott Van Pelt? Maction football is back. Oh, what the hell? How did I miss that? Because it's like Toledo's on tonight. Toledo and Kent State and Ball State versus Western Michigan. Maction football is back. Match it. Match all of those unders. Match it all the way. All the freaking way. All those w- unders, you said? Unders. Unders. Tuesday and Wednesday night matching football are unders, are presented by the under machine. Under machine, everything just comes up under. Under machine. It honestly sounds like that should be like the mascot for Maction, you know? You just, like, you just, you just see like ESPN brings in their own mascot for when they cover these games, and it's just like a slot machine, and every time that they tug it, it just says under, and like just U-N-D-E-R just shows up. Oh my god, that'd be electric. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a lot better than the Fox Sports Cletus. Just the Look, he, she needs he needs he needs to like wreck somebody at halftime. Like somebody's trying to tackle him and be like, "Haha, the, it's gonna be the over." He just comes in and snatches someone just across, <laughs> just boom, clotheslines them. Oh, I've never been more excited to do this. Oh man! Oh, did you see the referees um, award a game-winning touchdown? I believe it was in a high school game. No. So, um, where is it at? Oh, I just saw it. Ran off. Ah, there it is. Okay. So, no, it's not this one. Dang it. Um, there was a player that was making a game-winning play by, you know, being good at football and running. Come on. Why am I really only getting 2018? Shout out to Bookie Greg for writing his own name for mayor. Where am I, am I going to get this one right? Come on. Essentially just a – oh, yeah, here it is. It is – finally, I found it. Fairfield High School in Fairfield, California. Um, a gentleman grabbed an interception and started running towards the end zone. Um and he got tackled by somebody coming off the sidelines, and it would have been a game-winning touchdown. And the refs realized that he came off the sidelines because he ran right in front of the referee. Pretty pretty easy to see. Um, And then at that point in time, they were like, hey, you know what? This kid gets the touchdown. And the game-winning touchdown was awarded via penalty touchdown. Love it. Love it. But, uh, love, I love when we, when we do these things. Love it. I mean, it was, it's electric to see in person. But... Oh, final shout-out because you gave so many. J.D. Martinez, you're back, baby. I love you. Shout-out. Goodbye, Mookie Betts. Stop it. It's because Mookie told him that he's not leaving. That's why he opted in. Here's, here's, what, here's what I believe. Here's what I believe, and then we're going to do this very quickly. Uh, bye-bye, David Price. Bye-bye, Jackie Bradley. We're not having this conversation. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, someone. Someone's leaving. Thank you, bye, listeners. <laughs> Shout-out shout out to, to uh, Bookie Greg for writing his own name for Mayor of Philadelphia. You're the real MVP, Greg O. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Maxion's back.